0: Oh, we, blow, we just bless. We bless your name and we glorify your name, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here in this house. Oh, the multiple, multiplication of healing and deliverance and signs and wonders. How you doing, man of God? Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. He, went, he was touching you pretty deep there. Yeah. We're grateful. We're so grateful. Thank you, Father. hallelujah never take for granted the move of God's Holy Spirit never take for granted what happens in this house his glorious move Don't think that it's so common in other places that you don't engage when you're here. Engage. Engage again. And engage again. Engage deeper. Patricia, can I pray for you? Yeah, can you come on up? Hallelujah. your hands up before the Lord. Yeah, thank you, Abba. It's good to see you. Father, touch Oh my gosh, what a worshiper you are. What a worshiper. Saturated in Him. Yes, you are saturated in Him. Glory, glory, glory. The fire of the Lord right now. Fill her Lord's glory and the power of God and just walking drunk in love like just drunk in love with him not caring about anything else but just so filled with his glorious presence amen Amen. women of God amen Amen. you're good receiver amen that's what he wants us to be as good receivers good receivers of his presence of his glory His amazing amazing glory Oh Lord, we love you. I'm all just keep receiving. yeah. Thank you, Abba. Woo, hallelujah I'm still flowing, I'm still flowing and I'm just letting Holy Spirit lead as to which way we go, so we're just I'm listening right now. We're going to be doing this for eternity. And we're grateful. We're so grateful. Oh my, oh my. Do you know how many people just get healed in the glory of God? Get healed, get delivered in the presence of God's glorious power. All the time all the time right my beautiful all the time all the time who hallelujah all right i'm going to go to the message <laughs> hallelujah thank you father thank you for the time we've had in the word in the in the worship and now father i ask that you just continue to equip Lord as I bring forth this word that you have that You put in my spirit father I thank you Lord for those that need to hear this word Lord it's going to be it's going to be transformative for them that they will hear it and they will be changed I thank you for healing all across this room Lord because the word Lord God is powerful Sharper than a double edged sword. And I thank you, Lord God, that the word works. And so, Lord, as we've just encountered your glorious presence, Father, now I thank you for, the, for the, the word, the reading of the word, and the application of your word. We exalt you right now, Spirit of the living God, for you are the word. Jesus is the word made flesh. And so, right now, Lord, we decree that every ear in this room will hear the truth. Lord, every heart will understand, every eye, eyes will be opened, and hearts will be ready to receive the truth, they're being transformed tonight, and they're going from glory to glory, and from strength to strength tonight, and I thank you, Lord God, that this glorious, beautiful move of your spirit, Lord God, now equips them to receive the truth, they're going to walk out stronger and better than they even walked in, in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, hallelujah, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, man, you came to the right place tonight, you came to the right place tonight cuz you're going to get healed delivered even more cuz the word is working Just wait Just watch Woo-hoo! Hallelujah Hallelujah Come on I need a, some feedback Hallelujah Woohoo Thank you Father Hallelujah Okay so I titled tonight how to identify and gain victory over a critical spirit. Everybody says that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> oh, I love the honesty. Wow. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about a critical spirit. We're going to talk about both the one that is um, the bully giving out. That critical spirit. We're going to also talk about the other flip side. The one that's on the receiving end of that of that critical spirit. Neither side are good, by the way. Just heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Heads up. So what you conquer, you have victory in. But what you ignore is going to bring entrapment. Whatever we conquer, we're going to have victory in. Right? Whenever I admit, whenever I focus on, whatever I actually look at, and I, and if I have... If I've conquered that thing, then I'm going to have victory in that. But whatever I ignore is going to bring an entrapment. A critical spirit is looking for a victim or a prey. Being a victim of a critical spirit leaves you vulnerable to being controlled by a spirit of fear. If you're a victim of a critical spirit, it leaves you vulnerable to being controlled by a spirit of fear. Do I have your attention tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to really press in, say, Spirit of the living God, teach me if this is me, either way, whether I am, like I said, the bully spirit in this, or if I'm on the receiving end of this, either way, but Father, teach me, because I believe that God is growing up His bride, His church, to be healed, to be strong, so that we walk in the love of God, so that we walk in our rightful authority, and that we're actually building up the kingdom instead of tearing it down. Right? Right? amen amen Amen. so fear opens the door to controlling spirits and puts you under their oppression a critical spirit will lead to fear which leads to bondage okay a critical spirit leads to fear leads to bondage and it actually sabotages the gift that god has given you it shuts it down someone says someone say it shuts it down so this is not good, right? We need to identify what's going on so we can walk above this thing, gaining victory over it. And I believe that's what God's doing here tonight. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us to bravely resist the enemy by standing face to face against him and do not back down. If you look in Ephesians 6, go ahead and turn your Bibles to Ephesians 6. 6.13, it says, therefore take up the whole armor of, of God that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil having done all to stand. Having done all, I'm going to then stand again. I'm standing against the powers and the principalities that are trying to come against me, I'm not ignoring them someone says I'm not going to ignore them I'm actually standing against them I'm standing in my rightful place you're going to stand in your rightful place because God wants to raise you up and the gifts that he has given you he wants you to be active in those gifts amen not robbed from them right okay so a critical spirit you don't want to be on either end like I said if you are critical to others judgmental criticizing remember in Galatians 6-7 What you sow is what you? What we sow is what we? Okay, so we got to be careful what we sow, right? Yeah. And in Matthew 7, 2, the word says that with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to? to you, right? It's going to be measured back to us. So whatever I give out, that same measure is going to be given back to me. So I have to be careful of how I act, how I walk. It's important. Proverbs 4:23 says, "The Bible tells us to guard our hearts. The Bible tells us to guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of it flow the well springs of life." So if you're on either end, the receiving end or the end that's The end that's constantly being critical, okay? We must be aware because these critical spirits, and they are demonic powers and principalities that are actually also mixed with flesh. It's flesh first. Before it's a demon, it's flesh. Don't be blaming everything on a demon when you first need to line up and kill the flesh, right? But it does become a spirit if it's undealt with. It becomes a spirit when it's not dealt with. And this is what we need to understand. Those things that we ignore don't just go away. Those things that we ignore actually have a way of becoming bigger, larger, right? And they have a way of controlling us if we let them. But say, not me, not me. Ah, no way, no how. I'm rising up in victory. The word works, so I'm going to work the word. Amen? Okay, so we don't confuse truthfulness for criticalness. Because sometimes people will say, well, truthfulness, I, I, you know. And they confuse truthfulness with critical, criticalness, a critical spirit. Proverbs 27:6 says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So we do know that the word says that wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Are you acting like a friend, or are you acting like an enemy? It's always about the heart's motive, right? So in Acts 7, 51... The Bible says this is what the word says in Acts 7:51. You stiff-necked people, your hearts and your ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was was Stephen acting in a critical spirit? No. Was he being truthful? Yeah. What's the difference? A critical spirit is all about self. A critical spirit is all about selfishness. A critical spirit wants to control you. A critical spirit wants you to be afraid of them. A critical spirit wants to shut you up. A critical spirit will have a list of wrongs. A critical spirit is actually a prideful, puffed up spirit that wants to be seen and wants you to be shut down. For those of you that know that in the book of Acts, we know that was not Stephen. We know that he was a man full of the glory of God and willingly went to be a martyr. Willingly, right? And the whole time forgiving the very one that was stoning, right? The ones that were stoning him. So, so truthfulness, you have to understand, we can be truthful, we should be truthful, but it's gotta be mixed in love and it has to be from the right motive of our heart. Let's look at another example. In Revelation uh, 3, 15 and 16, Revelation 3, 15 and 16, this is what Jesus said. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either one or the other. Because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Was Jesus critical? Or was he just truthful? Yeah. So we're not saying not to be truthful, but we're saying watch your own heart and, and seek the Lord as to what's really going on in there. Is it really selfishness? Is it really you? Is it about you? Or does your heart break for the other individual and therefore you're trying to reveal the truth before they go down a wrong road? You have to look at these things. So the difference between judging something correctly with the right heart versus being critical and self-righteousness. Okay? There is a difference in constructive criticism versus a critical attitude. I can give you constructive criticism, or it could be of a of an attitude that is full of criticism, and that 's not good right and I think that if truth be told, we all need to be careful and watch this in our own heart. A critical spirit like i 've already said, is a judgmental um, attitude, unfair, harsh, keeping that record of wrong, prideful, puffed up, negative complaining these are just some of the you know the characteristics that you can find in someone that walks in and with a critical spirit they're negative a lot they're negative all the time um they're looking for the flaws in other people come on if you're looking for the flaw if you're if you're just waiting for someone to fall if you can't wait until they fall you're critical. And you have a critical spirit and God's not pleased and that thing needs to first be repented of and secondly, it needs to be cast out. Right? So is there a critical spirit operating against you? So are you being a victim of a critical spirit? When you are attacked by a critical person and you're left fearful, I'm just going to list so that you can see, am I being Left like prey to someone's critical attitude. So when you're attacked by a critical person, and you're left fearful, intimidated, frozen. Some of the key words you would, you know you hear: unable to process things, shut up. You know you can't talk. You're not able to freely think. You're unable to move in your gift. Are we all following? Are we all are we all listening? Yeah. You're left condemning yourself. All of a sudden you start picking up that spirit and you're now you're condemning yourself all the time. All of a sudden you're fault finding yourself all the time and you know it's wrong. There's a spirit at work. You're being attacked. You become prey. The enemy's prey. So we have to identify it so that we can break this thing off. That's why I'm listing all of these things and that's why I'm letting this thing just really sink in because you were not called to walk in a critical spirit nor were you called to walk as a victim of one. So it's important that we ask the Holy Spirit to show us the root. Amen. Holy Spirit, what's the root? When did this first come? When did this first happen? What happened, Lord? He'll show you. Holy Spirit's the best healer, amen? amen. He's the best teacher, he's the best healer. So why do, you, why do I respond? Ask him. Why do I respond in such a way, Lord? What happened that caused me to walk so fearfully or so critically? So we must gain our identity in the word of God and not in the words of man. Somebody say that over your neighbor. Say you need to gain your identity from the words of God, not the words of man. Say I'm going to gain my identity from the words of God And not the words of man. Everything that I do, I'm going to rest on the living word of God. I'm going to make sure that I'm constantly allowing my mind to be renewed by the word. Right? Taking every thought captive. Critically important for us to do. A critical spirit wants to tear others down and destroy them to falsely puff themselves up. They want to destroy that person so that they could get the glory, so that they can get the credit, so that they can get the, aha, good job, good job. But Jesus sees it all. Thank God he sees it all. And we need to make sure our hearts are right. And that's what I believe God's doing here tonight. Proverbs fifteen four says, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but a sinful tongue crushes the spirit. A sinful tongue crushes the spirit. We have such power in our words. It could be a tree of life where we can crush somebody's spirit. Or whatever we sow, we're gonna reap. The best thing that we can do is be encouragers towards one another and building up the body of Christ and operating in that spirit of love. And stop looking at the flaws for you know what, when you're looking at that, at that speck in somebody else's eye, we forget to see the whole log that's in ours, Right? So we got to really be careful, and we got to say, Lord, change my heart. Either way, whether I'm the victim, whether I'm the culprit, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Either way, because of the word is what's going to, I'm going to stand on the word and reprogram my mind on it. In the, in the Passion Translation, Proverbs 15.4, in the Passion Translation, it says this. When you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life, But unhealthy, negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. And I know not any of us in this room or even listening online would want to be that kind of a person that would want to crush somebody's hopes, right? Right. Because if you have Jesus in your heart, when you look at it like that, you're not going to want to do that. Hallelujah. Let's look at um, Michael, King David's first wife. She was so critical of David. And she ridiculed his expression of love, right? When he danced and stuff before the Lord. And in 1 first, in first Samuel 18, 20, you can read about it. But she bore the consequences of barrenness for the rest of her life. She was critical. She was judgmental. She may have had her reasons. Doesn't excuse it. You may have your reasons. It doesn't excuse it. What we need to do is get to the core. Spirit of the living God, show me why I have responded that way. But responding that way doesn't get excused, right? Uh, Saul, what about Saul? Saul was critical of David. Saul was so critical of David that he became tormented. He became demonized. He was so demonized. The man could barely even just stay in his own skin. He was crawling out of his own skin. And every time he would look at David, he was so jealous of that man's anointing, of that man's gifting, of that man's calling. Well, Saul, if you would have done it God's way, you would have been in that position too. But Saul was critical of David and a distressing a distressing spirit from God came upon Saul. And God's spirit departed from Saul. It's in 1 Samuel 18, 10 and 12. If you're taking notes, 1 Samuel 18, 10 and 12. How about Elijah? Elijah was attacked with the critical spirit from Jezebel, right? So now this is on the opposite end. This is on the receiving end. He was attacked with the critical spirit from Jezebel. And he became so discouraged because that's what that spirit wants to do to you. To discourage you, right? To remove hope. Yeah. To cause you to walk as a coward. To remove your boldness for God. You're gonna, we're going to read here in a few moments how we're called by God to actually be bold. Not just bold as, you know the righteous are as bold as a lion. We know that. And that's true. But in, in Ephesians it tells us, Paul said, about where to pray, about being bold. So Elijah was attacked with a critical spirit from Jezebel and he became so discouraged that he wished himself dead. That's pretty low. To wish yourself dead? Because there was a spirit. It wasn't just a man's or a w- woman's words. It was a words that were backed up by a spirit. And how do you know what's coming against you? You don't always know, but you feel the effects. People say certain things and you may not understand or you may not know but all of a sudden you can't get out of bed. All of a sudden you have a headache. All of a sudden you feel dizzy. You feel confused. You can't think anymore. You can't think straight. You wonder if you're even saved. You start going should I even go to church? Maybe I'll just stay home and worship here. Maybe I'll just put worship on here. Maybe I'll just turn on YouTube here. You're going down the wrong path somebody's words that were not of God have just penetrated your heart a spirit of confusion is never of God right come on church of God so he wished himself dead a critical judgmental attack of fear gripped this powerful man of God don't tell me you're too powerful it would never happen to you this was a powerful man of God he operated in signs and wonders did he not miracles happening for him all the time a man that was so close to God a man that was holy a man that loved God a man that was sold out but yet this Jezebel spirit have found a way to speak something and the word says he saw it the word says he saw it you may not see it but you'll see the effects of a critical spirit don't belittle it because it's more powerful than you realize. If you let it go untouched. If you let it go. If you ignore it. Yeah. Can't operate in it. Can't allow yourself to be under a spirit of fear. Which is a critical spirit. Which is the root. It comes to the root. Always. This man Elijah. So discouraged. So discouraged. So drained. The Bible says in First 1 Kings 19.16. You can write it down if you want to look at it. First 1 Kings 19.16. So discouraged and drained. Do you ever feel drained? So discouraged and drained. And you go, what happened? What happened? I feel drained. I feel like I was hit by a mat truck. And you don't even know. There's no logical reason for you to feel that way. When there is no logical reason for you to feel that way, but yet you do, you've got to actually go, okay, Lord, what's up? What's happening in the spiritual realm? Because I need to deal with this because it's not just going to stop with, oh, I just like one day, two days, just kind of mess you up one or two days. It wants your life. It wants to destroy you. It wants to rob you of everything God wants to give you but that's not who we are. We're strong in him. We're valiant in him. We're rising up in truth. Don't you think for one moment that there's not a spirit of criticalness, of fear, of judgment, that's going around in this world right now, trying to attack the believers, trying to shut down believers, trying to shut down churches? Come on, don't you think it's over? Don't you think it's over just because some people are opening up their church doors? Spirit is, that spirit is still prevalent. And many Christians are muzzled, spiritually speaking, muzzled, operating in a spirit of fear because of the critical spirit. Don't you say this, don't you say that. That's not politically correct. Stop it. Is it biblically correct? Then you better say it. Is it biblically right? Then you better speak up. The minute you give away your rights, the minute you give away your freedom, do you think the devil's just going to give them right back to you? When you give things away that you were never called to give away? Do you think he's just, oh, okay, you've changed your mind? Here you go. Let me give him back to you. Think of your, let me give your boldness back. You're going to have to fight for it back. You're going to have to fight for it back. You're going to have to take authority and take back what rightfully belongs to you. The Bible is very, very clear that we are to take that thing back. Amen? So we take it back. But we have to also learn how to walk in the offense, not always in the defense. We have to learn how to stand strong and stand in that position. That's why in Ephesians 6, 13, it says, when you've done all to stand, then stand. Yes, the battle is in our minds, absolutely. So what are you doing with the battle that's in your mind? Speak out the truth. Say, no, you don't, devil. I'm not going to be muzzled. I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to be muted or opposite. I'm not going to have that critical spirit. I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm not going to be, you know, just mean and outwardly mean. Like, no way. Uh-uh. I cancel that right now. I'm not going to walk in anger. I'm not going to walk in jealousy. No, I'm not going to walk in competition. Come on, man. Amen. A lot of that happens, though. Right. Happens all the time. And you've got to safeguard your heart. Proverbs 4 says that we, we must actually guard our heart. Because out of our heart, the well springs of life, they flow. Let's let it be the pure wellspring of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So let's go to um, 2 Timothy now. Because I want you to see it. I've already given to you. I gave Michael, uh, King David's first wife, Saul critical of David Elijah was afraid and then of course we know that God told him to appoint the next prophet Elisha in his place be one thing to say I want you to anoint Elisha and so the two are going to walk together you're just going to keep raising them up no it's in your place it's in your place ouch (laughs) and then let's look at Timothy Why was Timothy told to stir up the gift that was within him through the laying on of hands? 2 Timothy 2, 6, and 7. 2 Timothy, is it 2 Timothy? Yeah. Um, It's 2 Timothy 1. 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. So in in verse six, it says, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands, right? And then it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A critical spirit was out to intimidate Timothy to the point of shutting down his own gift. That's why Paul is saying, I want you to stir up that gift. Why did he have to stir it up? Hey, if it was given to you by the laying on of hands, why do you got to sit there and work at it and stir it up, stir it up, stir it up? Come on, come on, activate that gift. Come on, activate that gift. Lay your hands on your spirit, activate that gift. Something was trying to shut it down. A spirit of fear. Fear forfeits your fight. Oh, you did not hear me. Fear will forfeit your fight. If you let it. But godly boldness bolsters you to stand. That was the weakest response I think I have had ever heard. We're going to try that one more time. Okay, let's do it again. Ready? Redo, redo, rewind. Fear forfeits your fight. Wow. But godly bold boldness bolsters you to stand. Godly bold that godly that godly boldness is going to bolster you it's going to lift you up that godly boldness not boldness in yourself godly boldness it's going to lift you up it's bolstering you to stand you're gonna stand mighty saint of god you're gonna stand in new a new way stronger than you were before because you are becoming aware of something that was trying to rob you of your very identity in christ you are becoming aware of something that was actually trying to rob you strip you mute you shut you up or cause you to be the bully spirit which doesn't please god So God has not given us the spirit of fear, but fear leaves when we are mindful of the word of God. Fear has to leave because faith fills us and faith fuels us so that we walk in a new level understanding that we are the king's kids. We belong to Jesus, amen? So true. So we must identify the critical spirit at work. And then number one, we have to repent. We must repent and then drive that spirit out. Number two, repent if we're receiving, receiving that fear from that bully spirit. And then again, drive that thing out. Either way, the first thing is we repent. We repent if we're the one giving it out. We repent if we're the ones receiving it. Why? Because it's the opposite of faith. And anything that is not of faith does not please God. When I don't walk in faith, I'm not pleasing God. As a matter of fact, it's impossible. I cannot please God if I'm not walking in faith. So if I'm walking in fear, I'm not pleasing God. It's impossible to please him when I'm walking in fear. Are we getting this? (laughs) So Romans 12, 9 through 12, I'm going to read it to you here. They may put it up. But it says, this this is what we are to do. Let love be without hypocrisy. This is what we're called to do. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, we are called to let love be without hypocrisy. Yeah, abhor to what is evil. In other words, get rid of it. Hate it. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. You're not going to walk in a critical spirit if you're giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation and continually steadfast in prayer. Now let's go back to Ephesians 6. Let's go back to Ephesians 6 um, 8. I'm sorry. 6 No, we're going to go to 18. 6.18 Ephesians 6 18. So I just got done finishing here with Romans 12 9 through 12 I said rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. This is how we are to walk with one another. But now in Ephesians 6, 18 through 20, it says praying always with all prayer. Constantly praying with supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end. Why does the word tell us to be watchful? There's a reason the word tells us to be watchful. We know the enemy prowls around, right? Roaming like a, like a roaming lion, right? Seeking whom he may devour. But we're to stand firm. We're to cast him out. We're to submit to God. We're to resist the devil. And he must flee from you, right? James 4, 7. So praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication. For all the saints. We need to be praying for one another. It says for all the saints. Supplication. For all the saints. And verse 19, and he says, And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open up my mouth boldly. This is not just for Paul. Utterance, pray, he says, for me, pray for one another, pray for yourself. Pray for your spouse, that utterance, which is the inspiration, which is the logos of the word, which is the expression of God's divine creativity, his word spoken, the logos of the word. Pray that utterance may be given to you, that you may open up your mouth and boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. We will boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel, even when it makes no sense to this world. Christ in you is the mystery, right? They look at you and they go, What is the Christ in me is the mystery, the hope of glory? Amen. Hallelujah. And verse 20 says, For which I am an ambassador in chains, but you see those chains, they have no hold on me. So Paul saying, See, those chains you may see chains, but the chains actually have no hold on me, they have no power over me, they have no power over you. Anything man tries to do, anything the assignment of the enemy tries to do has no power over you. Don't give it power. That's the only power it has is the power you give it. Don't give it power. You are free. Whom the son says free is free. You're free indeed. Say, I'm free indeed. I'm free to sing. I'm free to preach. I'm free to pray. I'm free to shout. Free to be who I am. Free to dance. Hallelujah. So he says, I'm an ambassador in chains that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Nothing should entrap you, silence you, cause you to lose your hope and your faith and your confidence in the Lord your God. Don't let it. Don't let it. You have to stir up that gift. Stir up that gift. Right? Amen? But speak the word of truth. So today... We are going to exchange a critical spirit, whichever side of it that you may be on, for the seven spirits of God, for the seven spirits of God, or the seven expressions of God, which are found in Isaiah. So I'm going to turn to Isaiah 11. You can turn to Isaiah 11 if you have your Bible, and if you don't, you can write it down. Isaiah 11 Two. That's it. Just two. All seven of them are in verse two. And as you sit in the place of the secret place, by the way, as you sit in the secret place, you're going to grow in confidence of these seven spirits of God. Okay, let's list them out. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on you. So, number one, the Spirit of the Lord going to rest on you. Say the spirit of the Lord. It's going to rest on me. It does rest on me. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel. When you don't know what to do, what to say, the spirit of counsel rests on you. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, this is who you are. The seven spirits of God are yours. Sometimes just for the asking, right? Sometimes if you don't operate in them at that moment, ask God. Lord, you said spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, means the spirit of strength. Yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Without that, we have nothing. The fear of the Lord, the awe of God, the respect of God. The reverence of God, Amen. right? Amen. And you know, these seven spirits that, of God, that to me, when we're in our secret place, right? We're before the throne room of God. I want you to start looking at your secret place in a different way. I want you to start looking at your secret place as a place where it is like the throne room of God. And you're going before him. And he's right there with you. And you're approaching a holy God. And the word says in Revelation 4, 5, I'm going to read you the scripture first and then I'm going to, we're going to talk about it for a moment. It says, From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder before the throne and seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Are you reading it in Revelation 4, 5? Those that have your Bible? These are the seven spirits of God in the throne room. In the throne room. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. The seven blazing lamps mentioned in the book of Revelation, in the throne room, are the seven spirits of God. When you are in your secret place with God, you will grow in confidence of these seven spirits of God that are yours. You should be walking in them, allowing God to activate these spirits in you. It's the, it's like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And these three are one. This is just the expression or part of God's expression in and through us. Somebody's going to get the revelation in a minute. Amen. 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 So before we leave this topic tonight, I think we need to stand and we need to pray. And we actually need to break some of these things that uh, may have plagued you one way or another. What do you think? So let's all stand up. Because I believe that God wants you to be set free tonight. I believe that he wants you to leave cleaner, whole, which means stronger, which means pure in him. So right now, the most important thing to do is say, Father, show me. Is this me? Am I part of being the bully? Or is it the flip side? Am I on the receiving end? Is there intimidation happening? Is there, is, do I be, am I shut down sometimes? Is fear operating? Show me. Ask God to show you right now. And show me the root, Father. When did this first start? Because I need to forgive that person. There's maybe some people you need to forgive. God will show you, but we're going to do this quickly. In a moment, God can do it. And of course, you're going to go home and you're going to continue. Father, show them. If there's somebody they need to forgive, Father, show them. Because they're going to quickly forgive them. They're going to quickly let it go. It's It's not worth it to hold on to it. It's too costly for you to hold on to. Whoever you need to forgive, forgive. Forgive yourself while you're at it. Forgive. Forgive. Yeah, just keep, Don, forgive. Forgive whoever it is. God will show you. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Now, as you're doing that right now, I want you to say, Lord, I repent of a critical spirit, of a judgmental attitude, of control, judgment, just... Yeah, I I repent, Father God, of anger. I repent of fault finding, looking for the fault in someone else. uh, Secretly hoping that they don't advance higher than me. And if that's you, you need to repent. Say, Lord, forgive me. That does not please you, Lord. Father, I repent for allowing myself to walk in fear. I, I repent of intimidation. I repent, Father God, of being shut down, of being frozen, of not, of not stepping out in confidence and allowing a spirit of cowardice to come upon me. I repent of not speaking when I should speak. I repent, Father God, of being more, more concerned with what other people think about me, so therefore I shut up because I didn't want to be judged wrong. Forgive me, Lord, because that's a fear of man and that doesn't please you, Lord. So I repent. I repent of these things. We repent of these things, Father. And now in the name of Jesus, we cast out that critical spirit. We cast out the effects of that critical spirit. We cast it out right now. We command it to go right now. I rebuke it. I cancel it. I strip it of power right now. Every one of you in this room right now, separate yourself from that spirit. Say, go. Leave. Leave my mind. Leave my emotions. Leave my MEMORY, LEAVE EVERYTHING THAT IS PART OF ME, YOU GO. YOU WILL NOT HAVE YOUR PLACE IN MY LIFE ANYMORE IN JESUS' NAME. IN THE MIGHTY NAME OF JESUS, YOU MUST GO RIGHT NOW. THANK YOU, FATHER, FOR FILLING THESE VESSELS NOW WITH YOUR GLORY. THANK YOU, LORD, FOR FILLING THESE VESSELS WITH YOUR BOLDNESS. THANK YOU, LORD, FOR FILLING THESE VESSELS WITH YOUR HOLY PRESENCE. THANK YOU, LORD, FOR FILLING THESE VESSELS WITH YOUR IDENTITY. Thank you, Lord. We're not here to impress one another. We're here to walk in holiness unto the King. We're here to please Jesus. We're here to walk in our rightful calling. We're not here to compete. We're not here to compare. We're here to please God. We're here to lift one another up. Lord, teach us to lift one another up. Teach us to see the beauty In one another, Lord God. Teach us to be great encouragers, Lord. Teach us, Lord God, to walk in a higher level of authority because we walk lower with you. You want to go higher, walk lower. Don't think so highly of yourself. Walk lower. Jesus, the greatest example, was the greatest servant of all. So we thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Just receive right now. Receive from him. Receive from Jesus. Fill him up, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. That spirit of fear has to go. I command the spirit of fear to leave you right now. Spirit of intimidation, go right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Second guessing, go right now. Stop second guessing everything that you think and everything God's telling you. Stop second guessing. Spirit of pride has to go. Spirit of arrogance has to go right now. Cancel it. Tell it to go. Pride, arrogance, go right now. Pride, arrogance, yep, go right now. Intellectualism has to go right now. Some of you guys think you're so smart. That has to go right now because you know what? You're shooting yourself in the foot. It has to go right now. It doesn't please God. And you're not fooling God. Pray in the spirit for a little bit. Pray, pray in the spirit. Say, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Father, in any area where there's any kind of compromise, Lord God, we ask you to show it to us that we would be faithful to pray through these things. We don't want to be blindsided. We don't want to be blinded by our own arrogance. We don't want to be blinded by our own fears. Show us, Lord God, because we are here to walk in glory. We are here to bring glory to the, Lord, the name of the Lord Jesus. We can't do it. If we're walking in compromise, condemnation has to go right now. Yep, condemnation go. You tell it to go. Tell it to go. No more being critical of self. No more being critical of self. We partner right now with the spirit of the living God and not that spirit that wants to bring blame and shame. It goes right now. Let it go, Aaron. Let it go. Tell it to go. No longer is it going to stay with you. Hallelujah. 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 So now fill. Fill Spirit of the living God. Fill him with your presence and your glory. Fill him, your fill him with your joy. Fill him with your joy. Fill him with your joy. Fill him with your knowing. you The knowing of God. The seven spirits of God. Fill him with the knowing, Lord God. Fill him, Lord God, right now. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Lord God. I decree over you right now that the Spirit of the Lord is resting upon you. So I decree right now, Spirit of the living God, Rest upon them. I want you to just receive. Spirit of the living God, just rest upon them right now. Rest upon them. Fill them, Lord God. Spirit of wisdom, fill them right now. Spirit of understanding. Yes, Lord, we want to have the mind of Christ. Your word says we have it. But Father God, we want to walk in the understanding of the mind of Christ. So there's always more. Father, thank you for enlarging our ability to understand the ways of God. Father, fill them with the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might which is the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you right now for what you're doing across this room and all across, even on on the live. I thank you for what you're doing, Lord God, because you're healing your bride. You're healing, you're healing, you're transforming. Lord, we just take a deep breath right now. The old is gone, the new has come. We're being made new. Yeah, we're being made new. You're being made new right now. You're being made new. Thank you, Abba. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Baptizing in the Holy Ghost. Baptizing in the spirit of truth. Baptized right now. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we seal what you just did here tonight, Lord. Yeah, how to identify and gain victory over a critical spirit. I think the Lord just identified it. And I think the Lord just gave us victory over it. What do you think? Let all of God's children say, Amen and Amen.